Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would move by your power, that you move by your anointing. Sweet Holy Spirit, come into this place. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would have me behind the cross, that you would give me access and ability to minister in the third heaven, that I might rightly divide the word of truth. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would come in like never before. Touch the hearts and the minds of the people. Oh God, I pray right now, God, that you would tilt the follow grounds of our heart, make preacher, teacher, and revelation easy and understandable and receptible for your people, oh God. Tear down every stronghold of the mind. Tear down every heart, God, that's stony, God, that doesn't want to receive the word of God. Oh God, I pray that the word of God purify, strengthen our hearts. I pray that the word were even just put something there God in our hearts and our mind like never before in the mighty name of Jesus Christ I pray amen glory to God if I was going to pick a topic today it would be the prodigal church oh glory to God I thank God for what he's doing I thank God for everything that he's doing in this hour. The church is in a critical state. The church is in a place. They don't want to receive from what God is saying in this hour. The church is being in a place. They don't live lavish. They don't did all that they wanted to do. Now God is touching the economy. God is touching the building in which they worship and the money in which they serve. You want to know why God is doing what he's doing in this hour. I pray that the power of God will move like never before in the hearts and the minds of the people and you got to understand there's a generation that has come up and now they're raising up another generation that came from out of that era of prosperity and now God has got to clear the state he's got to clear the state and start a new foundation and now God is doing a new thing in the people and in the church he said the world is already going to have damnation they're going straight down in the book of revelation all but the prodigal church that's at hand God has got to come in now and move and shift some things around huh? because now not only the people are corrupt now they bringing up children that's corrupt huh? and don't love the Lord huh? they don't praise them huh? they have no reverence huh? and then the people huh, are in the church huh? they come to church but yet huh? the praise and the worship of God is not in them huh? they're going through the motions but yet the word of God is not taking effect it's coming Lord and Lord because why the people hearts are going callous they're going cold huh? how can hot and cold come out of the same fountain how can the word of God go forth and the people are not drinking living water. It's contaminated. Prodigal means spending money or resources freely and recklessly and wastefully. You got to understand something. When I look at the prodigal church of today, now God has got to shift and move some things around. And one thing about deconstruction and reconstruction you're going to feel the effects huh? the people that's holy are going to feel the effects like the people that's wicked huh? you got to understand something huh? when everybody was in the wilderness huh? everybody saw it and felt it at the same time huh? when Moses had to come back over and over again huh? and break the yokes of the people huh? when they did things in the wilderness huh? you got to understand something huh? when they went through the baptizing of the Red Sea huh? that was a little symbolization of being baptized by the blood of Jesus Christ. You need to understand what's going on. Now God is baptizing her. He's rearranging her. Some pastors, some churches are not coming back from this. Some evangelists is not coming back. Some apostles is not coming back. God was moving in this hour and he's still moving in this hour. And the church that has no faith have come into the place. They're looking for the world for answers. Humanism 
I'm going to give you the definition. It says an outlook or system of thought. It says attaching prime importance to humans rather than the divine or supernatural matters. Humanism. It says humanist beliefs stress the potential value and goodness of human beings, emphasize common human needs, and seek solely rational ways of solving human problems. One thing about God, I'm going to let you know, you can be a humanist, you can be an atheist, or you can be a backslider. One thing about God, he's almighty, all-powerful, he's omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. You need to understand this. The world is finna see the power of the living God, and he's moving like he's never going to move before. And I thank God that the people that's been praying for a change, God is finna answer prayers. The prayers that he's been at, he's going to answer. It's not for people to get money and bless and a new house and a car. They pray that the people's souls may be saved. And his dwelling fan is in his hand. And also, the prodigal son is also called the lost son. But you can call it today the lost church. And God gave me this about the prodigal church. Mankind has a spirit of destruction. You want to know why? You can do what you do and have no thought about it. You got to understand something about the spirit of destruction. It's working in the people. Satan ain't using um, a building. Satan is using human beings to carry out his agenda for this last hour. You got to understand what's down in your nature. You need to understand what's down in your bloodline. You need to understand why Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sin. When you truly understand your wicked, wicked, nasty ways, you will come to a place of repent. The prodigal church. And they destroy others and the people around them. Man needs a savior. So when Satan's using you to destroy He's not only going to destroy you, he uses you to destroy people around you. Man has a spirit of destruction. And what you worship will fall down in this hour. There will be no other God like Jehovah. One thing about God, he's moving. Sometimes we don't understand the movement of God's hand. That's why if you're really a born-again believer, you should not be operating in the spirit of fear. You need to see the hand of God moving through all situations. Destruction. It says we're the action or process of causing so much damage to something that is no longer exists or cannot be repaired. I like Wikipedia's second definition of destruction. The action or process of killing or being killed. Who are you killing? 
in the spirit realm. And this is something that God told me. And I'm going to stress it again today. Something, you will be governed by something. And it will be man or be by God. Man needs to worship something in this fallen world. Govern. So people don't understand. If the word of God is not governing you, that means you're being governed by your own ways. You need to understand what is going on in this hour. You got to understand something. A man may think that he's right in his own ways, but you're going to find out that destruction is in the end. That's the word of God. You need to understand something. If you're not governed by the word of God, you're governed by your own thoughts and you're governed by a man that's governing you. And let me give you the definition of being governed. Control, influence, are regulated. So who's controlling you? Who's influencing you? And who's regulating your moves and your thoughts and your ideas? The five gateways. The prodigal church. You don't see the state huh, that you're in. Huh? You don't see the state huh, of an emergency. Huh? You started praying about your own business. Huh? You're still praying about your elementary ways huh? and why God has not done this. Huh? And why I can't have the lollipop? Why I can't have the cheesecake? Oh, but God said there's a bigger issue. Is your soul right? Is your peace with me? The prodigal church. We need to understand this. And you don't understand what is going on. And God gave me this. It says people will do you wrong behind your back, look you in the face and smile and says in the house of God and not have a conscience about it. Let's deal with your consciousness. Let's deal with your nature. You got to understand something. God is dealing with the prodigal church. These pastors, the five-fold ministry which God gave me two years ago to preach on, you need to understand something. They were telling you intellect. They were not telling you the word of God. And then you want to know why you're not blessed and famous. You got to understand something. Satan ain't going to bless everybody in the house when he's ruling the house. You need to understand something about the product of church. God has got to clean it up. He's got to go down to the foundation. You need to understand something. When you get down to the studs and the bolts, that's really demolition. God is not going to just paint over the walls. That's raggedy. He's not finna cover up fornication. He's not finna paint over lust. He's not finna come over greed. You got to understand, God is finna walk in man's heart in this hour. Because people got the crowd. That's why the Jews go through so much, because they rejected Jesus Christ. But they were going to go through a period of terrible tribulation and persecution. But when the end comes, they're going to cry out and admit that he is God. Why would you think that the spiritual Jews would be any different? Or the born again or the salvation of the church? 
You don't know what you enlisted into this army. You got to understand something about the army of the Lord. You need to understand about this last day prodigal church and what God is doing. God is going to move like never before. God is going to come in and do some things that has never been done before. And the people of God need to understand that God is who he said he is. You need to understand for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharp in any two-edged sword. It's piercing even to dividing the soul and spirit and joint and marrow. And it is a discerner of the hearts and tent of the man of the people. You need to understand something. God is moving. He's going to deal with the consciousness of man and how he's going to deal with your consciousness. He said, I'm going to dry up the lust of your heart. You need to understand something about the prodigal church. You need to understand something that the garment and the linen is dirty, it's stained, and God said, I can't take it no more. He said, just like the cries of the people that was in Egypt cried up to me, he said, the sin is doing the same thing. The prodigal church. You need to understand something. We're in a terrible hour when people don't have no fear. You need to understand what God is going to do in this hour. And I thank God the way he's going to move in this hour. It's going to be a beautiful thing. You need to understand something. God is going to show his power. He's going to show his anointing to the true born again believer. The ones that's baptized with fire and power. You need to understand. For though we walk in the flesh, but we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they mighty through the pulling down the strongholds. It says casting down every argument and every thought that, uh, that arises and exalts itself against the knowledge and the power of God. And the saints are not doing it. You're thinking wicked about each other. You're thinking wickedness about the pastor. You're thinking wickedness about the boss. You're thinking wickedness about your children. Oh, but God says, I'm going to move in this hour. I'm going to bring the home structure back to where it needs to be. And that's the house. I'm going to shut down every electronic gear that people will come around the table and praise me from the heart and not look in the phone or the computer for how to pray. Only true wisdom comes from the heart. The prodigal church. We're in a terrible hour. And God is not pleased. People are not bringing their thoughts into captivity. They're not, they're exalting their minds. They're exalting their thoughts. They're not having no discernment of the Holy Ghost. You got to come up into a place. You got to understand the devil works in many different ways. You need to understand something. He's captivating the hearts and the minds of the believer. They, Satan don't want you to make it to the end. You got to run this race. The Bible says it's not the one that runs the fastest, but it's the one that endures to the end. But so many people gain you for knowledge, but yet they have no substance. Oh, the prodigal church. God says, I got to move. This is a 911 situation. I got to save my beloved. He said, I care about my church. Oh, you need to understand what God is doing. He's doing demolition down in your heart. He's drying up some things that you didn't even know was there. He's taking away some things that you asked him to take away. This is an hour for blessing. But what is the blessing? It's the blessing that you will come closer to the true and living God. That you put away all of your idols. Oh my God. The prodigal church. 
we're in an hour that you don't even understand what's going on. We're in an hour now that you don't understand the movement of God. You don't understand the hand of God. You're so busy worrying about who like you and who don't like you. You need to understand something. God said, he said, I'm going to do something inside of your house. I'm going to turn it upside down, inside out. You need to understand something. How can hot and cold come out of the same fountain? God is going to bring some division. God is going to bring some separation. God is going to cut you free from some things. That what you love and is what is hurting you at the same time. You need to understand this. Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. Hey, Baba Babasha. Hey, Baba Babashita. He said, I did not come to bring peace but a sword. He <laughs> said, For I have came to set a man against his own father. A daughter against her own mother. And a daughter-in-law, good God Almighty, he said, against her mother-in-law. It says, and a man's foe will be those of his own household. Oh, you need to understand something. The word of God is true. You got to understand the state of the prodigal church. You need to understand what's going on. It's about your soul. It's about the blind receiving sight and the lame walking. Hey, ba 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 sha. You need to understand something. God is going to recover the sight of the blind. You got to understand something. You say, well, I got bifocals. Some of you say, well, I don't wear glasses. But God said you're spiritually blinded. Hey. You need to understand what God is doing. Some of you don't think that you're, you're, that you're lame. You're looking at, I don't wear a cane. I don't have a brace on my neck. But God said you're crippled from birth. You're crippled about what your mom and your daddy did to you. You're crippled about what somebody else did to you. You're crippled about what man, what some woman did to you. But God said, I'm finna come in and bring healing power. And that's for you to walk up right before me. Hey, Baba Mamasha. God is moving by his power. God said, I got to come and save my elect that cry day in and day out. God is going to answer your prayers if you just hold on and be faithful through the storm. You need to understand something about God. He's moving. Some of you want to turn back. Some of you ready to give in the towel, but you better not give in the towel. Your blessing is just about coming. What is that? I told you it's your prayers being answered. <laughs> you got to hold on till your change come. Some of you want to give up now. <laughs> he said this, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Are you a good soldier? Happy you say that you are. 
But I'm going to tell you something about a soldier. A soldier is focused on what is the mission and the plan at all times. Some of you get carried away about your emotions. You're not stable. You're double-minded. You're wishy-washy. You're up and down. But yet you want God to use you. But God said, I see what's behind the scenes. Just like Ezekiel did. And he said, pull back. I'm talking about your secret sins that God said he sees. He said, now that I tried to tell you privately, now I'm finna expose you publicly. You need to understand what's going on. You got to understand it's the sin that's in your life that's stopping the next move of God in your life. Oh, you need to understand it. What God is saying. We're talking about the prodigal church. We're talking about the next move of God. God is moving by his power. He's moving by his anointing. You need to understand what God is saying in this hour. You're going to feel the effects of this storm because God says, I got the sin, not only the east wind, but a west wind to blow this out. He said it's the high up in the sky. You got to understand something. If some of you see your spiritual house, you're going to see it's full of garbage and debris. You got to understand something that is stinking and it's rotten. And God's got to come in and send the east and the West wind to blow this out. And you got to understand something. You better stand still like Joshua had to do and see the salvation of the Lord. You need to understand what God is doing. That's why you feel the effects. Some of you on the plane and you feel the turbulence of the wind. But God said, I done brought you out of the tornado. <laughs> he said I put you on the plane <laughs> Why are you scared <laughs> He said I'm doing this thing <laughs> He said I pulled you out <laughs> I let you leave Norfolk <laughs> airport just in time <laughs> You need to understand what's going on <laughs> God says I pulled you out just in time Instead of you trying to praise me And give me reverence and give me all of your heart You still there worried about it <laughs> Oh my God this is going on all of that But God said I pulled you out The prodigal church God is something else. God is moving by his power. He's moving by his anointing. It says, have faith in God. As a mustard seed, why is your faith at this hour? Why are you not strengthening one another? Why is it the deep not calling to the deep? Oh, but you allow the captivations of your imagination to steal your heart away from me, says the Lord. The prodigal church. This is the state that we're in. And God has got to move by his power. We're going to go to Luke, the 15th chapter. The parable of the lost son. And you see the verse 11. This man had two sons. It says, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of my goods that falls to me. So that he divided, it says, to them his livelihood. God said, you want it? I'm going to give it to you. You want it? I'm not going to argue with you no more about it. And some of you read this Bible like a law. He didn't go to his daddy one time. Do your child come to you one time when you say no? 
So the daddy said, I got tired. Jesus said, I'm tired of it. I got to turn the one over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh that his soul may be saved. He can come back home. Some of you looking at your children, but I'm talking to the adults up in here. You're riding, you're crying. And God said, just hold fast. Trust me through this. Trust me through this. Oh, but you don't want to trust God through it. You make up your own way how you're going to do it. You get mad at God and everybody else, and you take it out on everybody else. Oh, but my God, my God. The prodigal son. You got to understand something. A happy child will tap that happy house. Hey, ba 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 He was off the chain. The daddy got sick and tired. God said, you know what? I'm going to give you what you want. But in the end, you're going to come back to me. And it says, and not many days after the younger son gathered all together journey to a far country and there wasted his portion. With, with what prodigal living. He was spending everything. He was living lavish on life. He was getting all the Nikes, Puma, Gucci, Louis Vuitton. He was just wasting her with no wisdom and knowledge. He was just doing what he wanted to do. He didn't have no sense. How can you think you be young and got more sense than the daddy and the mama? Hold me, Holy Ghost. So he did according to his flesh. Going down. 13. It says, but when he had spent all there arose a severe famine in the land and he began to be in want. See, your excessive living and your overabundant lust Gets you all into a place of famine. You need to understand. Now the church is in a place of famine. There's no more money flowing. There's no more blessings as they prophesied or prophesied to you. Or some of them did prophesy by the Spirit. But because God released it in your life, you went and lived the, the highlight of the world. Instead of saving it and dishing it out in portions, you just didn't have no radar. But God said, because you begged me over and over again, I gave it to you. And now look at where you are. And you want to know why the church is in a sad state that it is. You got to understand something. We're God's younger children and we need to understand something. We don't know what we're going to do today or tomorrow. That's why he told you not to worry about what you're going to wear, what you're going to drink and eat the next day. But now the prodigal church has to go on and stock up and live lavishly. Don't even understand what's going on. Don't understand what is in the heart of the father. He just doing it. She just doing what she want to do. The prodigal church. It says, then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the field to feed swines, but it means pigs. And everybody know Jewish people don't eat pigs. They're kosher people. It says, and he 
would gladly have filled his stomach with the pond that the swines ate, and no one gave him anything. So you're running for help, but God said, I done shut every door down. There's no other resources to go to. Because why should I keep my door blessing open and you done swaggered everything that you had? Now, I can't get no help but from the Lord. Blessings are run for a season. Because God just don't bless, bless, bless. That's why there's different seasons in your life. That's why limitation takes the time to cry, time to be happy, time to be sad, time to mourn and all of that stuff. So you may be living the prodigal life. All but a famine is coming to dry it up. And in that famine, you need to fast and pray. Seek the face of the Lord. A famine comes for you to shut yourself in. And go back and reflect on your life. To see what you did wrong. But God said, because you're so full of yourself and lust. He said, you don't even want to see yourself. He says, so I got to shut the doors down. Because even in this pandemic, nobody has really shut themselves in. What they did was they shut the TV on. They went and did other stuff. And they going on doing all of this. And everybody's doing that. But nobody's really shutting in and trying to hear the voice of the Lord. So what are you doing on your fasting and your praying? What are you doing on your supplication for the Lord? What are you doing? Are you really trying to hear the voice of God? Even in this, people are still trying to live high on the hog. And God is shaking the economics of the world. And this is what he's doing. Seventeen. But when he came to himself, you got to remember this could have been two, three, five years, could have been ten years. I told you, you can't read this Bible because even you don't get it in a week. Tell me where anybody here get it in five days. Okay. You lying to yourself. It takes time for deliverance. It takes time to be set free by the power. It takes time for you to come to yourself. It was years, months, and days between that verse and this verse. Because one thing about a man, we got to wrestle with ourselves. We got to try to figure it out. We got to run here and there. Seeing your situation, but yet you still don't want to change. That's something about people that I know. People that got money, they broke, but they still spend money like they got it. He says this. He says, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare? It says, and I perish with hunger. I will arise, go to my father's house, and, and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. Let's deal with that. So when you sin, you sin it against heaven and yourself and your father's. Uh, let's put it another way, the people you mistreated. 
Because I told you backstabbers in the church. So you need to come to a place of repentance. And you want to know why? You talk about people backstabbing on the job. What are you doing in the spiritual realm? Sending daggers, dividing stuff. And when it comes to your house, you act like you're innocent. And God said, no, you're not. So he sends a prophet like he did David. That's something about our sins. We have a tendency to forget what we've done. But one thing about a rooster is going to always come back home. So he's getting himself together. He's humbling himself before God and the person that he wronged. It's right here. It says, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. He's the one trying to get back in the right, in, in the same position he had because he understood the value and the quantity of his sins. I'm telling you how to discern spirits. And I see the way people in my job, people in the church, over a span of time, how they move. And anybody that ever has been in God and fell in God, God just do not put you back there where you were. You should have reverenced the first time what he gave you. As a parent, do you go out there and buy another uh, Lincoln Continental? You're crazy. Buy him a Ford Escort, use, and that's 10 years old, and let him take care of that. Clean it and wash it. Maintain it. Build up some character. And he felt remorseful. When we come to God, we got to feel a, a sense and an urgency of our wrongdoings. And see how it offended and hurted God's heart. Because you're in a hard and stony, you don't have the compassion of God. That's why it's called repentance. That's why it's called going through. That's why it's called suffering through the, the pain. When he was out there feeding the pigs and the swines and working for these people, he was down at the lowest part of his life. He had time to recap and revamp on his life. What he did, how he did it, how he talked to his daddy and mama wrong. Because you think that prodigal son had all of the rich, rich people. And when a child can't have their way, they are vipers. Ooh. So don't think when he asked his daddy for the portions, his daddy told, I told you, denied them several times. I'm trying to get you to see this stuff is in the Bible. He started really getting upset. I told you about an unhappy child would tear up that house. So God gave him what he wanted. 
gone down. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a few way, it says way off, his father saw him and had compassion. That's something about the fallen. You got to have the fire and passion of love. When we do wrong with God, God says, come back, backslider. Come back home to me. I waited patiently. I knew that there was a process of time and space in your life I had to give you. Something about God that I love, he don't smother us. That's why it's called free will. But look at us, we try to smother them. We try to smother them. <laughs> we try to smother them so much. <laughs> Brother Zach, we try to smother them and yet they get harder and more viperous. <laughs> oh, my God. So God is being full of compassion and mercy. Have you ever tried to smother something that wanted to escape? You got to see this thing. But God gives us space and opportunity. Because a lot of times we want it right then and there. But it don't happen like that in life. And ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. It says, and the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. And I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servant, bring out the best, it says, robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and sandals on his foot. When God receives us, and if you really look at it, he's given everything that he needs, give him something to eat, he's clothing them, and shoes on his feet. Don't get it, don't get it twisted. He's preparing what? His needs. He lost everything, he was hungry, so God is providing the needs. And this is what God does. When we come back home, he provides our needs. To get us in a place that he can talk and minister to us. It says, and bring the fatted calf, and says, here, and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this, my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they begin to be merry. He was happy. God be happy when one of his backsliding children come back home. And this is the state of the church that God is trying to get us into. We're falling, we're in the mud. And now God wants us to rise up, come to ourselves, that we can go back home and let God fix us up, meet our needs, restore us, give us spiritual food.
We're talking about the prodigal church. And God has given us space to get ourselves together. God is sitting back, excuse me, patiently waiting on us. Seeing what we're going to do. Some's going to return. Just like in the Babylonian captivity, some of them returned. The Syrians never did. God is preserving a generation. Because you think God is going to wipe the earth all the way out, and y'all sitting here worried about this pandemic. What in the world? That means the Bible's not going to be fulfilled, because he said people are going to be healed. And the question is, is it going to be you? He's got to rapture something up. And I'm going to tell you something. Before I read this next thing, I'm going to tell you what God gave me. There's always going to be a, a blessing blocker. Now the other son was in the field and he came and drew near to the house. He heard music and dancing. God, I've been here all the time. They come to the door and they getting everything that I got. But God said, you had me all the time. All you had to do was ask, and it shall be given. Knock, and the door shall be opened. Because he was so caught up in working and being busy in the field, he didn't have time to spend with God that he should have. So now he's upset. And then he takes it in the flesh. He's not concerned about what was lost has now been found. So he called one of the servants and asked, what says these thing, things meant? And he said to him, your brother has come and because he has received him safe and sound and says, and your father has killed the fatty calf, but he was angry and would not go in. Therefore, his father came out and pleaded with him. We're talking about the prodigal church that's selfish. That's good that you didn't fall away. That's good that you didn't get to temptation. That's good that you didn't get drawn out by your lust. But in actuality, is that right? All have fallen and fallen short of the sin and the glory of God. All have sinned. So how can I talk about the speck in your eye and I got the beam in mine? Because I let God do it inside. That he didn't have to let me go outside. Let's go down. It says, so he answered and said to his father. It says, lo, it says, these many years I have been serving you. I never transgressed your commandments. It says, at any time, and yet you never gave me a young goat that I might have Make merry with my friends. But as soon as the son of yours come, 
who has devoured your life. It says livelihood with, it says, with, it says harlot. And it says, and you killed the fatty calf for him. It says, and he said to him, so you are always with me. And all that I have is yours. It says, it was right that we should make merry and be glad for your brother was dead and is now alive again. It says, and was lost and is now found. And that's the way we are, this prodigal church. Ain't nobody praying for the pastors. Ain't nobody praying for the saints. It's all about ourselves. If God allowed you to stay in the house, it's to be praying for others, not just yourself. So many people are selfish. They're not even concerned about their brother. Are you your brother's keeper? Yes, you are. That's one thing about being in God. You're always concerned about others, not yourself. Jesus was always concerned about the work and the people. But the prodigal church, they don't care about nobody but themselves. But what happens when you got a five-fold ministry that's about themselves? They have prostituted the people. They have raked them of their goods. They lied to them. They squandered everything that God has had. The anointing. But how do you think a generation would not be birthed through all of that lust and sin? Now God has got the clean house. He's got to get rid of the stench of sin and the bad odor of fornication. And this is what has got to happen. The prodigal church. I pray that something's been said and done. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.